Today's Shiri Mishnaburah Yomi is Daf Ayin Beis Umad Aleph in the second volume of Mishnaburah. And we just started yesterday Simon Kuf Ayin, which deals with meal etiquette, the halachos of Musar at the table. How's one supposed to conduct oneself when he's eating at a table? And we'll begin on the second line with the Mechaber. And he writes, Vim Diber Im If a person had left the table and was speaking with a friend, then no tell. This is fitting up a halacha that we learned yesterday when a person leaves the table to go to the bathroom for either urination or defecation, different circumstances, he has to wash his hands until he lets you die in. So here, when the person left the table and he left the room and he's talking with his friends, so Mestama, the Mechaber says, the person has been Mesiach Das, he's not been careful that his hands didn't become Tomei, and when he comes back to the table to eat, he has to wash both of his hands. Mishtaburi in Sivkot and Ches explains, talking about that he went outside of the house, outside of that room that he was in. And in the Sharetzion, the Chavetz Chaim adds, this is based upon the Mashmos, uh, the Levush, and the Chai Adam when they talk about this halacha. Sivkot and Tess, he has to wash both his hands, the Mishtaburi says, the Kivan, the Hiflik, since he left the table for an hour or two, Lav Davkas, I mean literally an hour or two, but he left the table for some significant period of time. Mistoma, he siach daiton misudo. So he's taken his mind off the eating, off the meal. But old Nisar lishmo yodav, and he wasn't careful there to make sure that his hands didn't touch an inappropriate place and they became tome. Because yadayim askonios him, vehein askonios, your hands went all over the place, and therefore it is inappropriate that you should go back to the table and eat without first washing your hands. And this is based upon Rashi. Then he brings down from the Birke Yosef, because of a Birke Yosef, B'Shem Sefer, Tzorah HaChayim, in the name of the Sefer, Tzorah HaChayim, Dekishnoto Pas Biyodo Bishor Shemidaber. If he had a piece of bread with him, let's say he had a sandwich, and he took the sandwich with him when he left the table, then ain't Tzorah Natila. He doesn't have to go wash his hands again when he comes back, because Shedaito Olaf, he obviously kept his mind on the bread, because he was holding it. And therefore, in this situation, he certainly didn't, forget about his hands, he didn't lose attention to his hands, and therefore he didn't ha- he doesn't have to go make a new bracha of Nitila Sudaim or even wash Nitila Sudaim when he comes back to the table. Sivkan Yud, the Mishnah explains, however, if he was Mesiach Das in the other situation where he didn't have bread in his hands, he has to go wash Nitila Sudaim. And this is true, the Mishnah says, Ubain Achila, Ubain Ashtiakai, this is whether he wants to drink or eat. Kivan Shehifli, because he left the table. However, we call Makom Hamotzi ain't Sarch Lavarchinis. He doesn't have to make another Hamotzi. Even if he touched places where he definitely has to wash in the Tila Sidaim again, and certainly even if he has to make a bracha, that's how certainly he was that his hands became tummy, he doesn't have to go make a new hamotzi when he returns to the table. Now the Ramah adds, That which we just said, that you have to wash your hands even to drink, This is talking about when he's going back to the meal. And granted, he's now only drinking, but we're concerned that once he's drinking and he's sitting back at the table, he may come to eat. That's why we make you wash your hands for drinking, which we normally don't make you do. But if you're not planning on going back to the meal, all the food is taken from the table, there's only drinks on the table, then he doesn't have to go wash his hands again because there is no din that you have to wash your hands for drinking, you only have to wash your hands for eating. Mr. Bruin Sivkot Nidalf explains, Kamosha Pasa Kamachabe, this is the din that I just said, is exactly the way we pass in the Rei Leel, Basimon Kufnud Ches, Sivav, that you only wash your hands for Nantila Sidaim for eating, but not for drinking. Now we go to Sif Beis. Shnaim, if there are two people eating together, Mamtinin Bakara, they have to wait for each other before they take the food from this community plate. Under what circumstances are we talking about? 
They're reading from this community plate, and one person stops. He's going, why is he stopping? To take a drink. So the second person can't keep on eating, because there's a limited amount of food there, they have to share it, and therefore he can't keep on eating while the other person has stopped to take a drink. Dirshu footer number 12 brings down, this is when they're really, literally eating from one plate. But when everybody has their own plate in front of them, so they're Achashochan, and the Kafachayim both say, You don't have to wait for the other person if he stopped to eat, because everybody has their own plate, as is the custom nowadays. The Mishnah Bur in Sivkot Nyud Beis explains as well, This is talking about when there isn't an extraordinary long pause, the guy stopped. And he's not talking and doing other things, then the other person doesn't have to wait for him. But if they're only a very short pause, so then proper etiquette would demand that if they're eating from the same plate, so there's a limited amount of food, it would be a disadvantage to the person who stopped, that the other person kept on eating, so therefore proper etiquette is that they both should wait and only eat when both of them are able to eat, so that the food would be consumed roughly evenly between them. When one person stopped to drink, or for any other reasonable purpose, a reasonable amount of time, that the person who stopped went off to drink or pause for whatever the reason, so the other person who didn't stop should stop eating at that time. Then the Mishnah tells us, it's not proper etiquette, it's not proper way for a person to act, for a Tamachachim to go drink water in front of other people. It essentially falls under the category of pasnish. It's not proper. It makes the Tamachacham lose respect in the eyes of other people. What should he do? He should turn away to the side a little bit, not drink brazenly, so to say, in front of everybody. But then the Mishnah Bura brings down, he brings us down the name of the El Yerabba, the Davka, Shalom This is when he's drinking outside the context of a meal. But if he's drinking in the middle of the meal, he doesn't have to turn away from everybody else. And as well, Ushar Mashkim, other beverages, Mutabuchogavni, that's not a problem at all. Then the Mishnabur brings down the Gemara from Ksubus, Bishas Ksubus, Samache, and Dav Samache, Isha Shein Ba'alaima, if a woman doesn't have her husband with her, Enla Lishtos she shouldn't drink water, wine, because unfortunately she'll become inebriated and her husband won't be there to, so to say, uh, keep an eye on her. And if she's on the road in a hotel or something like that, then even then even if her husband's there, then it's improper for her to drink again because if she becomes shikr, she's in a public place where unfortunately terrible things could happen. Then the same thing would apply. It's not only wine, it would be any inebriating type of a drink, any drink that could unfortunately lead to drunkenness. However, if she's accustomed to having some alcoholic beverages in front of her husband, then then she would even be allowed to drink a little bit when her husband isn't there, because as she's accustomed to drinking, she's not going to get drunk by drinking a small little amount that she's used to usually drinking, and therefore, this is brought down the name of the Morgan of Ram, it's not a problem for her to have a drink under these circumstances. Then the Mechaber tells us, however, if three people are reading, three people are reading together, so as opposed to when two people are reading, one has to stop if the other one stopped, proper etiquette doesn't demand that the two people have to stop for the one person. So if one person is taking a drink or is pausing for whatever the reason, the other two, even though they're reading from the community plate, are allowed to continue eating. Sif Gimel. The Mechaber writes, in those days, again, this would not be probably the halacha under any circumstance today, for practical reasons. In those days, they would leave some food in the corner of their plate. Every person who was eating at the meal would leave 
some food on their plate for the shamish to eat. In other words, the shamish, the waiter, didn't have his own plate, but he would basically take a tip from everybody, and that tip would be some of the leftovers they would leave on the plate. So he would have a little piece of your corned beef, and he'd have a little piece of your kugel, and a little piece of your peas, or whatever. So therefore, that was the custom in those days. That was the way the shamish, the waiter over here, would have some food left over for him. Now this word avol over here, we'll see in the Mishnah it really means, this is talking about when the shamish doesn't leave any food left behind in the pot for himself. He pours out all of the food, so therefore, he also wants to eat at the table, and therefore, everybody has to leave a little bit of something on their plate for the shamish to eat. So then, since the custom was that he didn't leave anything behind in the pot, so then the custom was that you left some on your plate for the shamish. Needless to say, this would not be considered proper hygiene nowadays, and this would be inappropriate from the social customs that we have in terms of eating. And if there is such a thing as a waiter being serving other people at the table, so he's invited and participating in the meal, so we would go and give him food on a separate plate and not give him the leftovers from our plate. Mr. Brewer in Sivkot Yudalit explains, you shouldn't make the shamish wait till the end after everybody's eaten. He should just eat the leftovers, even in those days, from the plate. But you should give him something up front. And we already explained that it certainly is a chiv to do this for aromatic substances or even for all substances. It's a midas chasidus, as we learned over there in the Mishnabura, Sivkat and base. Mishnabur over here in Sivkat and Tezvav adds that when he said avol, the word but didn't really mean but, it means pirish. When the shamish is pouring all of the food from the pot onto this community plate, it's improper, it's not proper etiquette, proper custom that they had in those days, that he should leave something in the pot behind for himself. What should he do? Elo Yara Hakol pour the entire contents of the pot onto this community plate. And everybody should leave a little bit for him on this plate, and that's how the Shamish would have food. The issue foot number fifteen brings down. Even if there is no shamish, or the custom was not to leave anything on the plate, he brings down a very important idea from the Ben Ishai. Midas derech eretz. It's proper for a person never to coldly complete it, all the food on his plate. It's proper for a person to leave a little bit behind. And Chaim Kanievsky Shlita says the same thing. I believe my Rebbeim who taught me the idea behind this is that a person should never try to fully satisfy every one of his lusts and desires. He should always bedavka, leave something behind and say, I'm not going to take this last piece just to show that I control my desires and not that my desires control me. Siv Dalit. The Mechaber writes, one should not go and look at a person who's eating, nor at the portion that he's eating, because the person will become embarrassed if everybody's staring at him while he's eating, and the food that he's eating, oh, he's taking too much, he's taking uh, something unusual over here, and therefore one should not stare at a person while he's eating or at the food that he's eating, because this will embarrass him. One has to be very careful, again, these are the halachos of etiquette at the meal, not to embarrass somebody else while they're eating. Ta'alach Abur brings down in his commentary the Sharet Zion that this is based upon a Rambam and is also found in the Tor and in the Shulchan Aruch, as we just said. The Migdalos brings down also other Makoras for this, and the Aruch HaShulchan says that there really aren't Makoras for this, however, he says the whole din is really a Svara, and he says it's appropriate to do so. Sifhei, the Mechaber writes, Hanich Nas Lebayis, if somebody comes into a house as a guest of somebody else, Whatever instructions he gets from the Balabayas, he should follow them. Mr. Brewer explains the Sivkan Tezayim. What does this mean? Hainu. Afilu gasus usrora. That even if it's something which implies a little bit of a haughtiness or a, or a little bit of a leadership role that this person normally wouldn't take upon himself, he's 
not like that. He's normally a more humble person if the Balabas tells him to do something. And the Halacha Buri brings down, for example, he tells you to sit at the head of the table or anything like that. So the Mishnah Buri brings down the name of Tosos, that a person should follow the instructions that the Balabas gave him, even though it's something that he feels uncomfortable at because it makes him look like he's an arrogant person or giving himself pride or, or some sort of a leadership role which he normally doesn't like to take because of humbleness. Mishabur continues and he writes, If the guest over here has some sort of a custom that he separates himself from doing certain things, and he does this because he doesn't want to lead to doing something that's usur, so then then he doesn't have to listen to the Balabais if the Balabais says, No, do this. However, if it's not something that could lead to an Isser, it's just his own personal Chumrah over here that he doesn't do something, it's better that he hides his custom them over here, and he should follow along with what the Balabas tells him to do, or make it in a way that it, it's not apparent to everybody that he's doing whatever it is that he's doing. Mishabur says, look in the Shari Tshuva as well, Ayin Shum, and if you look in the Shari Tshuva, he says, first look in the Berhetev, and the Berhetev brings down, even if the Balabas, for example, tells him to go sit at the head of the table, he shouldn't do so right away, he should say, no, maybe let somebody else sit there, or something like that. However, but if the person is a greater person than you, he He's a gadol, so then you certainly should listen to him right away. Similar halacha in terms of a gabai asking you to be the chazan or to take some sort of a covenant in the shul. So if it's an important person that's asking you, if the rabbi asks you, you're not mafz, so you don't protest and say, no, I don't want to do this, but you should do it immediately. So to over here, if the balabas is an important person and he tells you, please sit at the head of the table, you don't have to protest, you immediately go there. If it's not such an important person, you should protest a little bit and say, no, it's really not for me, I'm a humble person, I'm not worthy of it, and only then, if he bothers you and passes you, then you should sit at the head of the table. Then the Shari Tshuva brings down from the Birke Yosef. How do we define a Balabais over here, or an important person? In this regard, the Balabais is like the person who's running the house over there, even if it's not the father himself, it could be one of the older children or some other Godel in that house, he's also called the Balabas. So if he tells you to sit over here, you should listen to him. Dishu foot number 16 talks about something that we learned previously in Simon Kuf Samaches, and that's if your needs are, for example, not to eat Pas Akum. And in this house, they are eating Pas Akum, so the Ramah brings down that since bread is so choshev, and that's really what the meal is all about, you would be allowed to eat Pas Akum, even though you personally are normally Nizar on that. Dishu foot number 17 brings down if a person is fasting for his own personal tightness, he shouldn't publicize that. That's an arrogant thing. But if people are pestering to eat with them, eat with them, he would be allowed to tell them that he's fasting. And that's why you can't eat with them. However, if it's a regular public fast, and the people here happen to not keep it, then it's a mitzvah for him to say, no, I'm fasting today. Everybody should learn from him that it is an important thing to fast on a tiny sester or some gedaya, which sometimes, unfortunately, some people take, uh, unfortunately, as not being something that they're obligated to do. It's a nice thing to do, but I don't have to do it. So, since it is obviously a chiv on the tzibur to fast on those days, so if they pest you to eat, there's nothing wrong, and it's a mitzvah for you to say, no, it's a fast day today, I can't eat with you. However, if it is a type of a thing that everybody has accepted upon themselves the more lenient halachic position about something, so the Yam Shoshlomo brings down, if he's machmer in front of all these other people, oh, I don't do that, so then you have to be concerned that he's acting in a yuhara dick way, in a way that is an arrogant way, and such a person should even be excommunicated if he's doing this in an arrogant way. And it says, certainly, if he's doing it in front of his Rebbe, and his Rebbe is makel on it, you definitely have to excommunicate such a person, even if he's doing it 
to glorify Hashem's name. And even if it's not such a clear thing that the lenient position is an acceptable position, nevertheless, a person in front of his Rebbe should not do something like this. Unless, in a halachically, perfectly appropriate and respectful way, he can totally disprove his Rebbe. This issue number 18 brings down an unbelievable story brought down the name of the Gra, who says that he once was eating by somebody's house and they gave him some very spoiled food and the Balabas told him to eat and he threw up three or four times because he didn't want to go against what the Balabais told him. However, the Chazonish brings down he doesn't believe that this mice actually occurred and a person isn't mechoyev to go and eat things that he doesn't want to eat. And this is the brought down in the Mishnah Buddha Sivkot Yudzayin, who says, Ayin in the big Deyesha Shemitzadeh, who holds, A person should follow what the Balabai says, sit over here, you be the first one to, to make Kiddush, you be the one to wash, and things like that, which are covered, so that you should listen to the Balabais. But the Balabai says, I'd like you to have another piece of kugel, I want you to eat this dish, and you don't feel like it, If you don't want to eat the item, or you don't want to eat any more of the item, and the Balabas says, oh, this is delicious, you should try this, or have another piece, in the person does not have to go and eat the extra item, in order to prevent himself from being hurt by eating this thing that he doesn't want to eat for whatever the reason. The aim is that, this does not show a lack of respect for the balabais if you don't eat that extra piece or that food, if you don't follow what he says. Sivav, lohi odam kaptan. What does it mean? A person shouldn't be a kaptan. So the Ramah says, pirush kaisan, an angry person, or ragzon, or easily angered bisudaso during the meal. The reasoning behind this is worked down in the Mishnah Berurah of Kant Yudches that neishemonei beneves losis klum laniim. Because if everybody sees it, gets angry very quickly, they're going to be terrified, and nobody's going to want to give food to an ani because they're afraid that this person, this balabas, is going to yell at them. Bemneiras kaptanuso because of his anger, because of his quickness to get upset. Furthermore, the Mishra says, Everybody's going to be terrified to eat. They're going to be embarrassed to eat. They're going to be concerned. That he's going to get angry at them and yell at them for the way that they're eating. So this is an improper etiquette for a person to be such an angry person during the mealtime. Siv Zayin. The Mechaber writes, A person shouldn't eat a large portion at one time. The size of a kibetza. If he does eat such a large portion, then he's considered a glutton. Sivkot in your test, the Mishnah explains, Even to hold in your hand, never wanting to eat it, but even to hold in your hand, the very large portion is inappropriate, even if you're not going to eat it all at once. The issue for the number 19 brings down this idea of appearing like a glutton is only for weekdays, but on Shabbos there's a mitzvah, chiv of suda Shabbos, there's a mitzvah to love the suda of Shabbos, so then you, none of these laws of Rav Sanusa, of being a glutton, apply according to this opinion on Shabbos. Furthermore, this idea of not holding a large piece of food doesn't apply to something like a pita or a sandwich. And even on a weekday, a person doesn't look like a glutton if he's holding an entire sandwich which contains much more than a beitzah. Sivches. The Mechaber writes, Lo yishte koso bevasachas. The person shouldn't down an entire glass in one gulp. Vim shasa, and if he did drink it all in one gulp, hareze gargren, he's also glutton. Shnayim, to drink it in two sips, that's the appropriate way. Derech heretz, that's the proper etiquette. Shlosha, to drink it very, very slowly in three sips or more, hareze megasi ruach. You look like a very arrogant person. Ramah adds, hagah, miu, kos katan. If it's a very small cup, ma'od. If you're drinking from a very small cup, he brings that from the name of the base Yosef, that that's okay to drink it all at once. Likewise, if it's a very large cup, you can drink it in three or four sips, that doesn't make you look like an arrogant person. Mr. Burit Sivkan Chaf writes, If you leave a little bit over, you're not called a gargrun in that situation. This din is brought down in the name of the Magin Avram, that a person should drink the cup in preferably two sips. 
Mishnah Siv Kotin Chafal. If he writes Shnayim Derech Eretz, drinking in two sips is the proper way. Pirush, what does that mean? Kishur Shosei B'Shnei Pamim. You take it in two sips. And he says Vayin Lekamen Simin Reishud Mashal Kasan Lushom. Look over there what he says. And the issue foot number twenty one tells us that that's talking about what is the shear for making a bracha chrona and other din related to that Ayin Shom. Siv Kotin Chafbeis. If you're drinking from a very small cup, which is less than a Revius, it's talking for an average person and average wine. However. If a person is very big, the wine is very sweet, these shirim don't apply, as well as for our beer. That concludes today's shir.